Strike a Chord, Music Chit Chat with your host, Valentino Gikowski. Welcome to the Strike a Chord podcast, episode number two. And on this podcast, we have the very awesome multi-instrumentalist, Tamer Tashkaya. Tamer was a musical director for Galata Express, which was a very popular band here in Melbourne, Australia. With Tamer, we'll be talking about the multiple instruments that he plays, his approach to music and arranging, and also how he migrated here from Turkey to Australia and his take on the Australian music scene as well. Also, a big shout out and a big thank you to the Yesterday Revival and the production team, as well as Cake Eclipse for the support on this podcast. If you like what you hear and what you see, remember to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Strike Accord podcast videocast episode number two. And I'd like to welcome Tamer Tashkaya, a awesome multi-instrumentalist um, who I've had the pleasure of playing with many times. And Likewise. A very, a, a very prominent figure in the world uh, music uh, scene here in Melbourne. So welcome, Tamer. Thank you for having me. A pleasure, a pleasure. So... You're a multi-instrumentalist and I know your capabilities and your level are very high So, and I've had the pleasure of playing with you. Um, and I think the beauty of playing with you is that you tend to play very confident, confidently on, on all instruments. So, um, and probably my, my first question is, you know, how did you come to that? Where did you start? How did you become a musician? I know your background is Turkish and I know you you started playing um, in Turkey. You want to just give us a bit of a background, you know? Sure. I, uh, actually, I grew up in a um, musical family. Um, okay. We always had some instruments at home. My brother was playing accordion. I'm it not sounds sure familiar. He, <laughs> same yeah. with me. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's if he's still playing. Yeah. Um, and my sister plays guitar and a few traditional instruments and sing. Okay. And yeah, so. Yeah, then I, I was I wanted to play guitar badly when I was teenager, and my family kind of forced me to play traditional instrument rather than so guitar. Guitar playing, um, non non Turkish classical music. You wanted to play something, something more like folk music. Like okay, folk, yeah, it's uh, we have a special instrument called balama. The balama, yeah. You know that you have one at home. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, the girls. Wouldn't really interested the guy who play baglama, so yeah. I wanted to play guitar. And um, because when you're a teenager, you know you you like to rebel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then uh, then I, anyway, I got my guitar and uh, yeah. Um, so, but I always was curious about different stuff, different instruments, and also I think it's a kind of stability problem mm. <laughs> that I have. <laughs> yeah, I always change. I, I get bored easily. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I I I sense that you always, even when we're when we're playing, you like to do things out of the box and not keep it normal, you know. Um, <laughs> and and always, you know, the arrangements that that uh, that you do are always, uh, you know, out of the box. But you know, sometimes if we do change, and this is what I like about you and your playing is that if things do change, you you jump on it straight away, you know. So I think I think maybe that's because of. Your upbringing, maybe. Maybe, I, maybe it did help. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how How old were you when you came to Australia? I was twenty seven, which is twelve years ago. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah. prior to that, obviously you were in Turkey and you're a professional musician, right? Yeah, I was I was a section musician, a studio musician also. So um, and uh, I was the story, but basically it's just I was kind of um, I was forced to do my military service. It is it is uh, mandatory in Turkey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't do it. I wouldn't able to do it. So you know. It it will be really hard for me emotionally and also yeah personal reasons morally yeah you know, so um, everyone's yeah. got their own reasons so yeah of course so yeah I just uh, I I thought Australia will be really far away mm. so I came to Australia you can't get any further than that <laughs> <laughs> on the other side right on the other side of the, of, of the yeah. globe I was already kind of familiar with Europe so yeah. that will be a different experience for me to yeah. go to Australia. And also, um, my plan was just, you know, get into Australia and get a passport and get back to Europe. But of course, plans didn't That's uh, the same story for many, many people yeah. who've come to Australia. They've they've loved the country and they've stayed, you know. I know yeah. part of the immigrants back in the day, they all thought they were going to go back and they never end up, ended up going yeah. back, you know. Yeah. But so, so in, in, uh, in Istanbul, you played in a, a lot of bands and you and you played a lot of music yeah i think i was lucky compared to other m- many musicians because uh, i i had chance to play with lots of uh, like well known singers mm. and stuff yeah um and uh so basically i was working like four or five times per month plus studio works yeah. so i was doing pretty pretty good and um, so that was your full time work that, that that's what what you did right music yeah that's it yeah 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 so basically, if I have like five, six gigs per month, mm-hmm. that will be good. Well, be good. that's that's what we're all striving for here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I suppose when you when you started playing and you and you started uh, and you did academic music as well in 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 Istanbul in in Turkey as well. I, I studied classical studied. cello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um. But I think uh, I love classical cello and mm. also I love classical music, classical Western music. Yeah, and I think cello is identified as classical. I love that way. You're right. Uh, yeah, um, but also I, w- I wanted to try something different, such as like playing kind of fusion, yep. uh, flamenco, like we yep. together, and yep. um, uh, a little bit more Middle Eastern and more experimental, which, which comes out in your playing and it's it's beautiful. So, and and I th- and I think. The the basis of you learning classical, um, I think, was the f- foundation for, and I can hear it in your playing. You you got the foundation there of classical, but you put your own flavor on top, which which I love. You know. Yeah. Also, they do great job, so you don't, you know, you want you don't want to do the same thing because it's already done. So you got to you want to do something different. Something, yeah, something yeah. different. Um, and and playing the jumbush and oud and everything like that. Did that come later after the cello, or did that come? The same sort of time. No, it is surprisingly it happened in Australia. I started oh, in Australia. Yeah, I started playing oud in Australia. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. And the jumbush and every and yeah and 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 well, balama you knew how to play, yeah. Uh, that balama is my first instrument, but I never kept playing. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's. But I started here because um, uh, I think you kind of get homesick and you want to play, mm. you know, your hometown stuff a little yeah. bit and um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not. Reg- yeah, I don't regret it. It's good. <laughs> it's so fun. for for those who don't know the instruments that we're talking about, they're 
the Jumbush is a it's a Turkish instrument which is also played in Macedonia as well. Um, oh. Is part of the, the Turkish influence groups in Macedonia as well as the oud, um, yeah. and also the kanun, which we yeah. adopted as well. You know, being under the influence of Turkey, Turkey for a very long time, long time. We, we we adopted that. And the, the great instruments, the jumbush is a fretless, sort of like a fretless banjo. Yeah, it is actually uh, has, has got a good story. Jumbush has a good story. It's, mm. um, people called it um, garden oud at the oh, first okay. time because oud was not loud enough to play with clarinets and violin. That's right. So they invented jumbush. Then it's like nylon string guitar and a steel string guitar. And a steel string. Because the jumbush is, it's aluminium, right? Uh, it it is yeah mainly aluminium, but there are some other like my my jumbush is uh, copper. Ah yes, that's uh, right. Which is more mellow. Yeah, yeah. I find it. Um, And um, but there are new generations of jumbush. It's they sound even even better. It, it, it's yeah. it's a great sounding instrument. I know when you when you play the place to play it live with with Galata as well, yeah, which is another subject we'll get onto later. But um, it's a, it's a great sounding instrument, and I've heard it in many different in in, in many different sort of cultures. Mm. But uh, again, it's played very similarly in every culture. So it, you know, in in yeah. every style of music, you still got the same sort of chills. The same sort of slides, you know, it's played very, very similar. So you won't probably, I'm still yet to hear a Jumbush player playing in a rock sort of style, but wherever I hear it, it's the same, the same feel, but in a different culture, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, kind of similar dialects. Yeah, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the oud, because you play the oud very well. I know we've played together many times, and, and the oud is another instrument that I think that you love, you know? Oh, I love it. I love it very much. And, yeah. and, and you can sense it in your playing, you know? You, you're, you're very, you're, you're, you're very into it when you're playing, you know? Like when, when, when you're oh, playing, it, you're very focused on it. Yeah. You know? I feel very present when I play oud, yeah. especially because I think it's, um, I think it's, it's fretless, and so maybe it gives you that chance to focus like totally, and yeah, because you always need to hear it. Correct. Yeah, because it's it's a very mellow instrument. It is. Yeah, and I know now with 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 your electric and pickup, and you can amplify it. But yeah, again, having the proper wood as well makes it makes a difference of how you play as well because I, I, when, you, when you're playing it's like an electric guitar when you play even a nylon string guitar with a pickup just a piezo pickup you play it different to something that's already acoustic on a microphone of course um, yeah. and, and, and I can sense you when you're playing the oud which I've heard you play many times and you're playing it right here and now it, you're in a different zone it's a different it's a different instrument so you you, 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 you your approach is different yeah you, the data is different like. Oh, the, da- the data, that's, that's good. I like that one. The data is different, yeah. but different file. It's a <laughs> it's a different file. <laughs> um, we, and and with 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 that also, you you also play guitar, right? Well, uh, you do. You play you yeah, play yeah, guitar. Yeah, I, yeah, I play guitar. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> but I think you can hear my the, the wood technique on guitar too when I play guitar, and it I sometimes do this um, not. Like not on purpose. Yeah, it's just it going comes that naturally. Way. Yeah, the 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 finger style and and the comes yeah. natural. And and I've heard you play electric with Turkish style and and it's amazing. By the way, oh, it's so much fun, especially electric. Uh, yeah. when you, you know when we had that gig, like when we were playing that gig at, at Taksim with 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 the electric with the strat, you were killing it. 
And I, so I, much fun. I never had this many toys. <laughs> and I, boards. I know you had boards and you had an electric guitar. And now, and now you're planning on getting the electric bow, yeah? And then being... Uh, I want to get the, the, the electric fretless guitar. Yep. Uh, with the with the e-bow. The e-bow, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, I can play even more, you know... Um, Cello style electric guitar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to have more toys. Like, yeah. To play. Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? Uh, and, and I think... With, with with your approach, I, I really like your approach, and I really like your arranging style. I think when we arrange together, we we gel straight away because I think we know how things work without even talking to each other sometimes. And this is the connection that me and you have. I think when we sit down and arrange, or we we're gonna play something, or we'll play like this. I think we both think a, a bit opposite to what things are supposed to be like. Yeah. And I like that about your arrange arrangement. What what is your approach? What is your other sort of approach when you're arranging? When you're when you're thinking about music, well, what I, is the first thing you think about when you oh I want to write a song or I want to I, I want to maybe interpret a song differently? What's the first thing that comes into your head? What, what do you think about first? Well, I think it's, it is it is depend on what you want to do. Like for example, if I want to do if I need to do something for the industry. Mm. So you need an industrial approach. Okay. You need to consider the industry like a commercial standards. sort of. Yeah. Okay. Or you want to do kind of like more experimental stuff, more, yep. more artistic stuff. Yep. Then you need to address a different way. Yeah, I get so, you. So yeah, but uh, I, in general, generally speaking, I always consider the cultural codes because mm. I think I, I believe music is the cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And you cannot really take it out from music it is no that's that's right it's and, language and, and culture yeah but that's a beauty right of course that's a yeah. beauty having having i think being from a culture that's so rich and and being a culture that you know music is one of the main things you know which, which is with my background as well you know yeah, without music like we as as kids and even now we we can't have not something not playing in the house all right so but I think with your background is very similar where the music is the music is embedded, and sometimes we take it for granted, and we think, yeah. oh, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, but I want to play something like this or play something something different, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you lose a bit of bit of the sight of what you where you've come from and what you've what you've done, you know. So I think, and and I think that's what you're you're talking about having that that culture still ingrained and it's still coming out in your arrangements and your playing. Yeah. Also, uh, it doesn't have to be your culture. You just need to okay. have a kind of like a culture awareness when you ah, play music. Yep. Even if even if the music is from, for example, you play Jamaican music. Yeah. You can play Jamaican music if you have you know, enough awareness of, of Jamaican culture. culture. Yeah. You I can still, like, like you, you play flamenco. Yeah. You're not Spanish, but you no. have... But you have this cultural yeah, awareness. It, that's a very good point, Damir. Mm -hmm. Very, very good point. And that's, I think, sometimes that you think about if you're embedded so much into a, a music style, it comes becomes second nature. You know? What I find sometimes difficult is that if you want to play a different style or you want to go out and do something else, it's hard to get out of that style and, and play something else sometimes where you need to really switch off from that culture i suppose and play something different like if you you, you know like the other day i grabbed an electric guitar and, and started playing some heavy metal stuff and i had to 
disconnect from all the flamenco, you know. Sometimes it's hard, you know. Um, and if you're a session musician like like you were, mm-hmm. you need to play a lot of different styles of of music. Oh, it's culture shock. You, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so, just... so what, what, what's that? What's that like? How do you like? Do you just switch off when you need to play something like this or play something like that? I think even if you don't switch off, people switch you off when you're on the stage. Okay. <laughs> so, so you kind of have to because you uh, have to. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes you know you you have you having kind of like traditional gig. Yeah. People are slightly more conservative and it's like more formal than straight away you're going to a techno club. And uh, there's like electric music going on, and you know electric music, and it's yeah, it is not healthy, I think, but mm. but also it is a, it's a good exercise mentally because you need it's to conditioning. S- it is, yeah, it's conditioning. It, it, it's, it, it is a, I think it is. I will, I think I will call that kind of ability. You need yeah. to kind of a muscle memory <laughs> and, and versatility. Yeah. So, and I think that comes from also from listening to very a lot of different styles of music. Yeah, I think you you, you are the same. You, yes, you listen every kind definitely. of music. Do you? Yeah, I grew up listening to everything from from jazz to Japanese music. So yeah. everything was it was like a cocktail when I was growing up. My father was a musician and he would listen to everything and he sang in like different languages and everything like that. And this is why I'm very familiar with the Turkish music because even my grandparents used to listen to Turkish music. So, and this is where I can relate to a, a lot of the, that, that, that style. And coming from the, from the Balkans, we used to listen to everything. Location is very location, but even even South American things we used to li- like. My, my dad used to listen to everything from one end of the globe to the other end. And for him, that was he didn't see it at that stage as a, as, as 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 an advantage, but it actually helped him being a a. a, a musician here so and I, I know we come from where you need to be versatile you need to listen to a lot of things and sometimes it comes naturally sometimes naturally you listen to everything you know yeah sometimes this identity crisis can cause good things like you know like, <laughs> like, like Turkey is yeah. semi semi yeah. European country so yeah. actually like we grow up like almost like western teenagers yeah. like yeah. they've been Pink Floyd or whatever yeah and um so then after 18, originally you kind of realizing, hang on, there's something else that I feel close to. And then the, it, 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 it could cause kind of a identity crisis, but at the same time, it is actually opening your mind. Mm. And you perceiving you've, you've, things you've more turned it into a positive. Yeah. yeah. Like everything. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. You're very optimistic. About everything, so you're very positive, and when you find something like that, you turn it into a positive. So it's not not as bad as it could be, you know. The good things about the things, uh, nothing is uh, tough enough against time. So today something got, is good, but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. tomorrow. You have an accident. Hope not. Well, hope, hope you wouldn't. But uh, hopefully, but <laughs> then you're right. We don't you, know what's going to happen. You have to end up in a hospital. It's 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 bad. It was bad today. But we don't know what if tomorrow is it's gonna be worse. Earthquake. <laughs> yeah. And you're not at home and your your house is totally destroyed. So is that was it good or bad? We don't know. Yeah. It's hard you got it's a impossible point. to know these things. And I personally don't really believe this kind of positive, negative, good, bad kind of dualities. Okay. Yeah. I, That's interesting. I I'm more about like acceptance. Accept the moment. Okay. Could be good, bad, doesn't matter. I'd, that's but even that's very good to live by because your expectations are here. 
Yeah. Just no, not. your expe- expectations <laughs> are acceptance. So yes. whatever it is, accept it and get on with it, you know? Yeah. Don't try to have fight with that. It's going to yeah. change. When I say no, it's gone already. And that's a good segue about acceptance and accepting and everything like that. And I'm going to ask you now about Galata because Galata was a big band. It was so much fun. And yeah. and, and, and and you, you actually... You were the driving force behind that as well. Like you were, you were the person doing everything. I was everything. the musical director. Yeah. Uh, the my friend Volkan was managing the band. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't able to do without Volkan. Volkan yeah. yeah. Because I'm really bad at managing things. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> do not. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So it was a. Actually, it's, it started in in my backyard. Uh, my friend Basil and Volkan. And I, we were just having random jams, and then Volkan came up with this brilliant idea. Why don't we play some kind of fun music? You know, have a band, and we will play around, and people will come, friends will come, we'll grab drinks and have fun. It sounded really good, and but we, so we didn't realize that was that was a need. Mm, the market. Yeah, we we we, we even didn't think about it. Yeah. Then, then many concerts, many gigs. They, it it was just they were. Um, Sold out, sold out online. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so then we realized, hang on, uh, actually, yeah, there is a need and we can address. And uh, so we worked on it. It took three years to... To get it up to the point, up to the peak? Like, or... peak, I think peak, peak, the peak point was end of two year, second year. Okay. And uh, so I think three years is a good amount of time for a band. Okay. Because I get really bored <laughs> afterwards. Some people will disagree. Some people are same in the same bed for years and years and years and years. But as you said, you know, three years is for you. That's your, you know, that's your expectation, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. You know? uh, I mean, that will be good to have like three years. I think I, I think it's a reasonable amount of time to see where it goes. And um, also, I think people, people are uh, getting kind of emotional connection with the stuff they do, like. The, the band they have mm. so they don't want to finish it because I think it's kind of fearful thing for them okay okay that's interesting yeah because uh, people are very tend to uh, have hold, emotional connection hold on yeah yeah and identify themselves with the things they done or they do but there's a even even some of the biggest names have that emotional connection everyone you yeah, know yeah, everyone. And, and I think I think People are addicted to the ride as well, you know, mm. the adrenaline, the chemistry, the the things that happens on stage, and and I I know a lot of people are addicted to that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a drug, you know, yeah. um, whereas some other people, they're a bit opposite, you know, they they let's get on to the next thing now. We've done this, we've completed it, let's get on to the next thing, you know, we've completed this, let's get on to the next thing. Yeah, of course, you know, I only can talk about my. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it was it was a it was a great band and it was very successful. You know, um, I, I know I tried to get some tickets once and I couldn't get tickets and I couldn't I couldn't see you guys. Oh, you, so sh- you should have gave me a call. I didn't want to do I didn't want to go down that <laughs> path. You know, I wanted to I know you know, didn't want to use my contacts. I wanted to you know get get in line and wait for it. But we got to the door and we got on and there was no more tickets left. Yeah, so, it was, it was, but it was a busy band. <laughs> but that's a that's a that's a that's a successful band, you know. If you're getting people in and you're selling out venues, that's what the venue managers want to see, right? Yeah, they were they looked really happy. 
I bet they. I bet they were. Now in in Galata, you 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 had uh, there was obviously yourself and you played guitar, jumbush as well. I was singing, and, and you were uh, singing. So my friend Volkan played kanun uh, and flute. And flute, that's right. And um, the Basil, my friend Basil played trumpet, and Glenn was on. Glenn Jacobi was on trombone yep. and tuba. Yep. And uh, Stefan Nochevsky on trumpet. trumpets and uh, Muharrem Suleiman as well on saxophone. Saxophone. And you had the ever popular Volga yeah. on Darbuka as well. I was going to count the last because <laughs> I got to the best comes last. So. <laughs> the best comes last. <laughs> yeah, Volga, Our very good friend Volga. Volga. Yeah. Yeah, so it was but it was and Roscoe also. and Roscoe as well. That's yeah, right, and Roscoe, Roscoe was playing drum and kick was, beautifully. And the side, the side drum. He was doing the yeah, side, side drum. drum, and also he, he was uh, he had this kick drum. Yeah, he had a really interesting setup. So yeah, I I, I loved playing with Roscoe too. Yeah, Roscoe's very good too. He, he knows the Balkan stuff as well. Yeah. He's, he's he's very quick learner too. Yeah, he's very obsessed. In the Balkan stuff, especially yeah. the Serbian stuff, he's 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 very obsessed in that. So and yeah. and he looks he always looks cool on stage, <laughs> always the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean Galata was um, when when did Galata finish up? What what year was it? I think the last 18? year was two thousand eighteen. I 18, think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then and and then I approached you saying let's let's do something. I think. Yes, that was the same, around when, about the same time. When did it finish? <laughs> it didn't. It, it finished. It didn't even start. Unfo- <laughs> unfortunately, that's right. So when COVID hit, that's when yeah, it sort of like it, yeah. it really killed that project with our project as well. But um, we always find time to get together, me and you, and and to to work on new things. And even though it's sometimes, you know, it's whether we we get out there and and do, do things or not. I think I enjoy the time that we spend arranging. Likewise, yeah, so much you know? fun. I mean, uh, flamenco and and the eastern stuff and the things that you do really blend in really well together. And now with the project that we've got playing duo, I think, and and you on fretless guitar, I think, I I think it it works really well and and yeah, it's so much fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's really fun. And I think um, I, I think the arranging, the approach is different too. Because now you've, you're 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 on a different instrument. You know, it's not the old. It's it's something different. And now I I have to. My approach is a bit different. Yeah, because flamenco is not that gentle music. Then you you need to play. Yeah. Very gentle, and it must be challenging for you also. It is a bit challenge, challenging yeah. because not only that different. You're using different scaling, different. Yeah. You know, dif- different. It's a different approach. It's a different sound. So yes. my approach has to be different, but I still need to make it sound flamenco, you know, as well. So at the oh, same yeah. time, so course, yeah. it, it's challenging, which is great. Yeah. But it's it's good, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So Likewise. I think uh, as, as well as that, you you've also played with other people as well, and and you know, you're now and now you're you're doing an album, yeah. You're you uh, yeah. I recording. thought that would be a good idea to have and release an album. Yeah. Before I get forty, so yeah, I'll go. Uh, so, so when do you turn forty? Forty. Uh, when do you turn forty? Eighth of Jan. Next year. Next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm almost done. Uh, I just need to have a few more tracks done and yep. mixing and mastering and a few drum recording. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I will have an. And I've heard a bit of it. I know because I've recorded a bit on it. Uh, yeah. You. You. you and it's you sounding one of the sounding songs. fantastic. So hopefully yeah, it came you, out good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you have a lot of success with it. 
Um, and I, I think the other thing is, um, if I suppose if if you weren't a musician, what else would have you done if if you weren't a musician? Because you, I mean, you're like myself, you, you're embedded mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's hard to think because I started playing the guitar when I was three, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to think if without music. Do you ever think about what you would have done if there wasn't a musician? If you weren't I a musician, I almost wanted to be a journalist. A journalist? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would like to be a journalist. Yeah. yeah. And um, that could be fun. You know? It's. It's. Uh, I think, uh, but I feel like I still will play music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course, we'll yeah. still play music. But, And, and I think but, uh, the, the journalism, though, it's still being creative, right? It's all the creativeness as well. Yeah, you can be creative and you can make lots of trouble. You can get into <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't, you don't mind making a bit of trouble. A little bit. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the, I suppose we're talking about now the approach to the venues here and, and, and the music in general and the industry with the difference to, say, Turkey. Mm-hmm. The venues. How would you describe the venues there and the venues here in Australia? What's what's the difference? What's the difference in in the venues and and the and the people at the venues and what what is the difference? When I first uh, came here, um, I met uh, Murat Unified Gecko. You might know him. Yeah. I so he up. called me for a gig. I was gonna play bass guitar. Yeah. With Unified Gecko, and I guess I was replacing Alex. Yeah. Before he passed away, and then um. So I just go to the venue and they ask me, where is my amp? Bass amp. And I said, uh, bass amp? So I need to bring my bass amp to the gig. They said, of course. I said, I didn't know that, sorry. And he, they were super easy. Was, okay, that's okay, man. Just give me your lead. I said, lead? <laughs> and you didn't Why am I bringing my lead to lead the, the venue? Because I assumed if a venue provides live music, they will be equipped. Ah, so, so you thought yeah. everything should be ready for me. I'll just come in, plug in, and that's it. Yeah. So, uh, but I was wrong, obviously. So I think it's a, it is a matter of population and culture, mm. and uh, and also city identity. So it's different. Istanbul, there is I think I think population is almost twenty millions. Yeah. It's a it's compact big. city, and then uh, culturally, also music is a big element of culture. Yeah. And Australia is a bit different, and it's um, it's hard to say there is a music industry here. Yeah, we're uh, struggling. <laughs> yeah, so when there is no music industry, it means there is no industrial standards. Yeah. So it means uh, not very sophisticated engineering. Mm. You know what I mean? Like more, yeah. But we're getting better. We, we've course. got some really good people yeah. here. Yeah. That talk, but yeah. you're right. In in in, I think the expectation of the musician. Overseas, and I know I've seen it as well. The expectation is that everything will be there provided. You just bring your instrument, you know. And I've seen I've seen that as well overseas, and I've played overseas. Mm. You know, you just bring bring your your, your instrument, and that's it. But that's where you got caught here. <laughs> Over here, we have to bring everything. Everything is our own here. Oh, I was so surprised. Like those poor drummers, and they this, you know, carrying all the stuff all day, the heavy stuff, and then they play. I think it is. I will call it real dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when 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 we used to do the weddings, mm. we used to carry everything, 
all the PA, the drums, the amplifiers, everything. And when you get when you get to the time where you have to play, you're exhausted. That's what I mean, right? It's you know, especially if you're a drummer. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're a drummer or you're you're carrying speakers and everything and PAs and you're setting up, you're doing sound checks and stuff like that on your own, and you're it's it's a lot. I remember a five piece, you know, it's like we do everything, you know. And then, you know, we try to make things more compact and more compact, take less things, take less things. And it was, yeah, it was quite, quite challenging. But yeah, yeah, I suppose there's, there's the good and the bad with that, you know, I suppose the good thing is that you're taking your own equipment, you know what, it, you know how it works exactly. and you know how to set it up. Yeah, definitely. But you need to lug it around. You need, you need a car, you need the big car to put everything in and, you know. Yeah. yeah also the, 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 you know, the, um, we don't have that many uh, safety procedure in terms of venue. Yeah. And uh, so it makes things better for the society, but really pain in the bum <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for, the musicians. for musicians. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I think it's more comfortable in Turkey, in Istanbul. Yeah. Because it's, it's a kind of like settled system. It's mm. well seated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, I know a lot of the biggest big Turkish orchestras they're paid really well as well. You know, they do it for a living, you know, the ones that... Yeah, I was, I, I was just live by... Yeah, just by music. Yeah. 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 And, and and some of them are, are really big musicians and, and they, there's a lot of respect there, you know, to have that, like the, 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 the orchestras on the TV, you know, like the TRT, mm. you know, the, the main violinist when you see, you know, he's there, you know, it's like... Everyone's looking at him, and there's a lot of a lot of respect there, you know, in those big orchestras as well. Yeah, I came here in 2010, and I remember my friend Gökshin, he bought his house just to play violin. That's all. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how is it now. Obviously, it's Turkish economy now. is not doing great. And, um, and after and after COVID and yeah, all that power, yeah. crap, so I oh know it's yeah, it's it's not it's not the best, and and. I've heard in Turkey a lot of musicians. Oh yeah, I think during the COVID, yeah, only in Istanbul, more, I think around hundred musicians committed suicide. That's because that's there big. is no government support, and mm. yeah, and See, these everything are, has, you know, like you were uh, saying before, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah, and and I think the musician, and I can speak, I'm speaking for myself, it's very unpredictable. Well, the industry is very unpredictable, but as a musician, we still have that have that passion where we think we're still going to make it. We're still going to play music. We're still going to do it. You know, even though you have to, you have to. Yeah. And and I think we still do it because we when it's it's no longer a passion, it's an obsession. You yeah. know, and without it, it's like oxygen. We won't we won't be able to live. You know, to live. So, and I think we're still. We're still anticipating something big will happen, you know. We're thinking, oh, maybe we'll get that big gig, or we'll get a big gig, or we'll, you know, that, you know, that recording's gonna happen. That album will give us the exposure, or give me the exposure, or you know, we still keep on doing things. But it's, it's at that point I think now where everything is easier, but everything is harder as well. Like it's easier to record. It's easier to, you know. Uh, to have the ability to get all these 
instruments that you haven't had in the past, you know, that you're trying for once upon a time. Everything is in your room now. You know, everything is there and it, you've got access to everything that's, you know, online and YouTube and all of that. But it gets harder as well because then now you're everything. Everyone's there in that same bucket. So now, how do you define yourself? How do you separate yourself from everyone? And and the marketing, which is marketing, is is the one word another that, thing. Yeah, yeah, that gives me anxiety. Right. It's, it reminds me um, those the people who those those um, always say they can't live a city without beach, but they never go to beach. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah, because the beaches that they know. So yeah. So that's right. Possibly they feel like they they've been there every day anyway. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Like this um, internet and you know this the all the information is very liquid and you know it's very uh, accessible. Yeah. It it is great, but also when people know knowledge is there, they always postpone. You got a point there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always there, it's right there. Oh, I don't have to do it today or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, you know? because it's there. Yeah, it's there. They don't have to go to the library and borrow mm, the book. No, that's right. Like It's their I, pocket. Exactly. Yeah. Years ago, and, and you'll probably know, where you'd be waiting for a record to get released or you would wait, wait for someone to give you a tape of something so you can dub it or you can, you know. <laughs> now there's no waiting. No. You've got... Your Spotify's, you've got your YouTube, you've got all the other platforms where everything's readily available, you know. So there's and no excuse anymore. There's no excuse. <laughs> now, you know, it's and, and I suppose that the the other side of it is when you're when you're releasing something and you're trying to to do something, you always compare it to these other albums or these other styles of, of, of music or whatever whatever you're doing, whatever you're you're recording. Before you'd have to wait until you hear it on cassette or anything like that. Now you can compare it straight away. Like if you're doing your mix down or you're recording something, you can compare that and listen to this at the same time. It's like it's everything's right there, you know. Uh, like uh, once upon a time, I used to slow down the recordings on a tape deck, you know, to just see what what you know what solo there was or you know what what, what they were doing. Now it's 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 right there, so there's no excuse for you not to play it, you know. Dude, one of my friend was a sound engineer. Uh, he just connected. With his iPad to another friend's desk, from somewhere house. else, sort out the problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I better don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, you, we get. Play. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think the same. I think we get. We we get anxiety. We leave that to. We leave that to Roland, the audio engineer master. So, um, but yeah, look. As, as as good as technology is, I think there's an expectation there as well. You know, yeah. you're expected now. If you release on, you're expected to be on Spotify. You're expected to be here. You're expected to be there, and and your quality is ex, is is that is is there as well. You, there, there's an expectation of your quality now. You know. Yeah. Also, let's don't forget that every so, every problem solved by technology is going to cause a new problem. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, it's you're endless. Probably right. It's, yeah. It's. So, but we still want to play music, right? Yeah. And we still want to record and we still want to, you know. And we don't have a problem with that. No, <laughs> no. And we still want to play live, you know. That's that's us. We, we're, we're live players. We want to play live. And yeah. and there's nothing's going to emulate that. No. You know, nothing's going to, no technology is going to emulate that. They'll probably bring robots on one day to play live. But, you know, that that thing when you have that, that connection that live connection is, is, is different to when you watch something online or you listen to something or recording. It's yeah. totally different. And I think that's yeah, where we, you know, 
I don't think it's gonna happen in thirty, fifty years. Mm. It it might happen. Might be one, but uh, likely we will be gone. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Well, Tamara, thank you very much for thank you for for, for coming on this podcast. Um, absolutely, my pleasure to have a a multi instrumentalist um, extraordinaire, a very awesome awesome musician. Um, it's been Thank a you. pleasure to have you on and, and a pleasure playing with you as well and uh, hopefully Likewise. we can do many more projects in, in, in the future um, we'll have a drink now and we'll a big shout out to Yesteryear and the Yesteryear Revival and uh, these great premises and this great venue as well um, and also a shout out to Cake Eclipse for the cakes and now we'll have some rakia. Rakia. Yeah. Sounds some, familiar. It it does sound familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of bit of bit of a home brew there. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> Yeah, but thanks once again, uh Tamad, and um stay tuned for a it's bit my of a jam. Pleasure. Thank you, yeah. Valentino. All the best, mate. Thank you. Thank you once again.
hope you enjoyed the Striker Chord podcast. Be sure to visit valentinoflamenco.com to access more podcast episodes, news, and other projects that I'm currently working on. Thanks for listening and watching.